Hi, this is George Thorgood. Hey, this is Pat Travers. Hey, this is Steve Lukather of Toto. Hi, y'all. This is Charlie Daniels, and you're listening to Jimmy Warren. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I don't know where the hell you are, so i got to kind of cover the whole basis. Yeah, no, this is Guitar Talk. My name's Jimmy Warren. Thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Uh, you know, before we get rolling, I just want to, you know, thank everybody that's been uh, paying attention to this podcast. And, uh, you know, I want to ask, you know, that if you're really getting some out of this, you know, if this is something that you really enjoy, that you support us. Uh, there's a link on our website and on social media where you can support us, you know, on a monthly basis or a one-time basis or whatever, you know, it just helps us to keep uh, things fresh and fun and moving forward. And as well, you know, make sure that you're following us on all the social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Uh, we got a new website that's going to be coming up here real soon. Hopefully by September it'll be launching. And um, so we got a lot of great things in the works in that, you know, and I don't know what's going on with you guys right now with this whole COVID thing, you know. Um, I know a lot of the players that I know and that I talk to uh, are really limited, you know, because there's no place to play. You know, there's nothing really going on. And some of them are, are scrambling to do different things. And, uh, you know, the one thing I can say is for myself, it's been a good opportunity to spend more time with the instrument, the guitar. I've been able to, you know, practice a lot more. I should say experiment a lot more, you know, dive into different things a lot deeper. Um, I like to expand my knowledge base on certain things and scales and um, types of equipment and so forth. And so, you know, this is a good opportunity, you know, if nothing else to be able to spend a little bit more time with the instrument, honing your craft and your skills. And when this is all said and done, you're going to come out on the other side, a much better player and much more knowledgeable, you know, hopefully, uh, that's the case. And I know a lot of these guys, you know, are given lessons. So, you know, if you're looking for a place to take lessons, look at, you know, Tim quick, who plays with John legend and Alice Cooper and the bacon brothers and, I mean, he's given some lessons. Joel Hookstra from Whitesnake and the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Uh, he also played with Cher and Night Ranger and a bazillion others. He's giving some lessons. I know Paul Gilbert uh, had been, uh, you know, giving some lessons. I know some places are doing master classes. Andy Timmons is doing uh, master classes online. So there's a lot going on right now. You have access to really incredible players right now like never before. And the other thing, too, is that there's a lot of these guys that are doing these live Facebook, um, you know, streams. And it's a good opportunity to ask these guys questions, you know, to interact with them, you know, on a one-on-one -on -one kind of basis. And I know Johnny A is doing a bunch of them. Tom Holland, who is the guitarist for James Cotton and a lot of other big blues people. You know, he's doing stuff. Uh, Jose Ramirez, you know, is doing stuff. So, there, you know, there's a lot of opportunity out there for players right now uh, in order to expand, you know, as a player, you know, to get better and to become more knowledgeable and to get firsthand, you know, uh, instruction from some of the best players that there are, you know. So, uh, I mean, I think it's amazing that somebody like Joel Hookstra is offering that kind of opportunity to people because on a normal basis, the guy plays 280 days a year, so he doesn't have time 
to uh, invest in others that way. And so now, you know, what the heck? Take advantage of the situation, you know, as best as possible. So, you know, if if you, you're looking for somebody like that, if you need some direction on where can you go to get some good input or some good lessons or some master classes or anything like that, uh, you know, hit me up on social media, you know, just go to Jimmy Warren on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, go to Jimmy Warren Radio on uh, Facebook or Guitar Talk on Facebook and uh, hit me up or you can email me at info at warrenblues.com, you know, and I'll point you in a direction, you know, we'll get it going. So today uh, is is a really cool day for Guitar Talk because we're talking amplifiers. You know, a while back we had Andy Fuchs of Fuchs Amps on, which was really nice. Uh, he's got a great product. But today we're talking to Chad Mangrum from Sinewave Amps. Again, he's got another great amp. Um, look at, you know, cats like Matt Schofield are playing his uh, amps because uh, they're, they're really that good. Now, Chad you know, was a custom cabinet builder in the beginning. He ended up working at Two Rocks Amplifiers. He became, you know, a main guy over there. And uh, after being with them for years, you know, he went out on his own to start uh, sine wave amps. And you're really going to dig these amps. And that we're going to have some some videos, you know, on our social medias. And eventually on when the new webpage launches, it's going to be on there as well. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up and uh, let you guys you know hear this conversation and make sure you go into you know SineWaveAmps.com and checking out these amps okay while you're listening to this because you're gonna be really impressed. Here's Chad Mangrum from SineWave Amps. SineWave Amplifiers. Yes, is this Chad? Yes, this is. Hey, Chad. Jimmy? It's Jimmy Warren. How are you doing? I'm good. Bro. I've been interested in in talking to you because i'm i'm really unfamiliar with your amps and i want to become familiar with your amps because what i've heard so far is really really amazing so well, thank uh, you yeah I, I really love the the you know the the sound the, the tone that you're getting from from some of these amps and so so all i'm gonna do is just ask you some questions you know try okay. to get as much information and we'll take it from there okay Sounds good. So, are you a player? Yes. Okay. I mean, I, uh, okay. I I started down this road in my my teenage years as a guitar player. I uh, I don't play a lot. I mean, I don't play out anymore. Or play with people. I mean, my guitar playing's kind of been relegated to just for myself. Right. So so, uh, but when you were young, in that you said that that that's when you fiddled around with with amps and stuff like that did, you, did um, you start building then or i actually didn't i started so i started playing guitar around 12 and then you know through my teenage years bought you know i live here in petaluma so mesa was right around the corner so i saved up after uh, my parents bought me a 65 uh oh my god the van halen one uh 5550 yeah 5150 and then I saved up and uh, one of the local stores was good friends with Mike Beninelli who was the tech at Mesa and I ended up getting a Mark II B that he had modded uh-huh. and I had that forever I actually didn't start messing with amps until much later I actually started this whole journey um, 
at the time, Mojo Musical Supply right. was here in Petaluma. Okay. Uh, um, and it was under a different owner, and they had just started a, a cabinet shop mm. where there was a guy down in the East Bay that was building the cabinets and then bringing them up here, and a guy was wrapping them. And it was a lot of Fender reissue stuff, back panels, bodies, Marshall stuff. And uh, I kept trying to get a job at the local music store, and they kept going, ah, we don't need anybody, we don't need anybody. And they said, go check out this. So I started actually building speaker cabinets and learning how to wrap speaker cabinets. Oh, very cool. So did, did you did you have any kind of woodworking type, carpentry type experience prior to that, or was it just? Um, yeah, I come from a construction family. Okay. So I had been around table saws, saws, woodworking, the whole thing for all of my life. So that was an easy transition into, you know, feeling very comfortable. Table saw, chop saws, band saws. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I ended up doing that for several years until the company was the guy owner was going to sell it to now the current owners that are on the East coast. And during that interim period, um, there was a local company that had just started two rock amplifiers. Right. And I started wrapping their cabinets for them. And that's how I met Bill and Joe. And I ended up, so were you working for them at that time or were you just wrapping No, not at all. I was just supplying them with uh, head shells and speaker cabinets for their amps. Um, and, you know, after a couple months of doing that, I was like, God, you guys are doing some cool stuff. Yeah. I want a job. Right. And they just, you know, uh, do you have any electrical experience? And I was like, no, not, not none. I mean, I've wired up some stuff in houses, but – and uh, Bill gave me an amp. And said, if you can take this thing apart and put it back together, something's wrong, and it works, you're hired. And it was an oh shit moment. Of, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I took the thing apart, and you know, with colored pencils and everything else, just diagrammed everything, and uh, put a main board back in, and handed it back, and it worked. And they're like, you're hired. And I was like, okay, cool. But the next several lamps I built for him didn't work. Funny enough. But that first one did and got me the job. and <laughs> That's what matters. Yeah. You were and, in. Uh, I was in, and that was in 1999. They had only been open for about, I don't know, eight, eight nine months, maybe a year. Yeah. Um, so, 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 you built, so you built amps for Two Rock for how long? I was with them for a long time. I mean, I... So up until, well, up until 2005, I was one of the just solder monkeys. I mean, I probably built five or 600 amps during that period of time. And then we were having some issues with um, getting cabinetry. Uh, Everybody was kind of in limbo. And right next to our location, a shop opened up, a warehouse space. And I was like, you know, I'm getting just sick and tired of just soldering every day. And... I was like, maybe I'll keep building amps, and I'll open up, at the time, I call it limited resistance, and I'm going to build cabinets, because I know how to do it. It's easy in that way, you know, I can help you guys out. And so I started that business and started wrapping all the speaker cabinets and head shells and everything um, for those guys, and interim building some stuff and helping with builds and, and doing things like that. During that time frame, I also picked up uh, across the street. There was an electrical manufacturing house. They built circuit boards and stuff, and they had somehow managed to uh, try and 
start building Buddha amplification. Okay. And they saw that I was building head shells. So I started building head shells for them. And these guys were just having a hard time even building the amps and making them work and stuff like that. So I was like, Hey, I can build your amps. And so I put together a crew and basically started building the, the Buddha amps as well as doing stuff for the two rock eyes and until Buddha was sold to PV, of course. And that kind of ended that relationship. Um, and then during that time period, uh, cabinetry and owning a woodworking shop, there's just no money in cabinets. And so after about three years, I kind of was like, yeah, this isn't working. And, uh, I was like at this kind of weird crossroads in my life of like, okay, do I want to go back to just building amps or do I want to do something else? During that time period, I'd picked up a bunch of, uh, cabinetry skills, CNC skills. So I was doing a lot of, I had big CNC tables and a lot of computer uh, engineering work I was doing for different companies, designing products. So I, I, st- I stopped and went off and did that um, until uh, in 2010. Um, the guys at Two Rock hit me up and said, hey, we want you to come back. We've got some things going down and we need a, we need somebody that can handle like basically take on head of production and building. And I was like, okay, what's going on? And it turned out that they were being bought by premier builders guild. And I was like, okay, you know what? I I've, I've missed building apps. So I got back in and started building again. And during that time frame, you know, basically became head of production and head of tech support and really worked with bill during that time frame. And that's when I really started diving deep into the electronics mm-hmm. more so than I had before. I'd understood it, but I hadn't like fully done it. You know, I'd taken some courses throughout the years at the JC um, electrical engineering courses. And it was one of those things of, okay, I really want to dive into this thing. And so took on that role with Bill and Bill kind of took me under, you know, having an old guy teach a tube electronics is pretty much the only way to go. Um, Cause there's so many, Things you just you can't go to school to learn it. Yeah, you know you can pick up as many books as I can. My library is full of old tube transistor books. But so over the next you know several years, we worked hand in hand in designing all the products that PBG and Two Rock needed. Um, until uh, PBG was in a weird spot with they didn't quite I think know how to handle a boutique amplifier business and. We'd gotten pretty big during that period. I mean, we'd used, you know, gone to like a lean manufacturing system, um, had like 10 or 12 employees. And so each their stages, I'd learned how to like run production on a like that lean style system. And I kind of saw the writing on the wall when they let Bill go. And shortly after that, I decided I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I left. And during that time period, you know, Bill and I, he started Crenard Amps and I started sine wave because I was like, as soon as I'd left, I had had such a huge following from being in the industry for close to 20 years. And people knew me through two rock that like I hadn't even said I was going to leave and build amps. And I had some emails going, Hey, will you build me an amp? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and at, yeah. at the time I was like, okay, I'm just, you know, I'll put together some stuff and a little side job. And all of a sudden I was, you know, eight amps 
in with orders. And my wife and I were like, okay, maybe I should do this. And uh, that was that. Yeah. And, well, the experience, you know, the experience that you got from Two Rock had to be, you know, priceless. Uh, it absolutely yeah. was. I mean, getting one, you know, I, I just physically building six, seven, eight, nine thousand amps over the course of 15 years, having my hands in every type of amp from, you know, all the two rock stuff, any fenders that came in the house, marshals, all the dumbbells that came in. Um, it just was like, oh, I have like all these, you know, little buckets I can pull from of knowledge and all the notes I take in and all the time just spent just tweaking out with artists. What if we do this? What if we do that? Um, and a lot of listening. I mean, definitely being the younger guy in the room with um, musicians that had been in the business and done amps for a long time. And then with Bill, it's like, okay, I'm going to just sit back and kind of just soak this all in. Yeah. There's a lot of great players that, that use to rock. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm not one of them, but I have one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What, what which one do you have? I have the classic reverb. Uh, okay. Yeah, I I love I love the sound. You know, I love the 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 tone out of that amp. It's just it, it, it's it's a great amp. You know, it's yeah. it's a really yeah. really great amp. So, but but now, so so you took all that experience right there, and you went on to develop something. Would you say is 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 taking that to a the next level, another level, a different dimension? I mean, I'd say it. You know, you you kind of get to a point where I mean, I had learned how to build amps and design amps a certain way, and um, definitely like probably the first year that I was starting to build these uh, sine wave amps, they were really heavily rooted in everything that I had done with Two Rock. Um, mm. I'd also gotten asked to build a lot of circuits like that or redesign stuff and over that course of the year things started to change then the next year popped up and um i started to see differences in the way that i was voicing amps and the circuit started changing to like you know what i'm doing now i wouldn't say it's you know better or or, or worse anything you know you're kind of moving lateral it's just horizontal, and it just changes things a little bit. I mean, the one thing I I didn't want to just build production amps. I mean, I wanted to build just really specific amps and take my time with. A guy calls up. Even though I have these, you know, so-called models, a guy calls up. We start talking. He goes, hey, I want a clean amp. I want an overdrive amp. And then, you know, it's like, okay, let's go down the rabbit hole. What kind of clean amp do you want? And it was much more gratifying on my own to just make all these subtle tweaks, start at the power section. Boom. You know, are we going to do a low wattage build, a high wattage build? What kind of iron are we going to use in the output section? Um, and then once the thing's built, voice it from there. Cause I mean, you could have a schematic and you could pull all the parts from your bins and build an amp. And then the very next day, take all those same parts and build the exact same amp, you know, using the same parts. And they're going to sound different. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's no way you're going to build the exact same amp every time. There's just too much tolerance in all the components that make up this, these devices. I mean, everything from the resistors, the caps, 
to the output transformer. Maybe the power transformer wound slightly different so that, you know, instead of 450 volts, it's 440 volts. Um, so when you get these things done, you kind of got to go through and go like, oh, what's it, what's it want to be? I mean, it's very organic at that point. Right. Um, you know, and over the years, I had just dorked out on NOS parts. I mean, some people will say it's kind of BS. In some ways, some of them are, but I mean, I just have a huge stash of Sprag caps, um, Black Beauties, uh, all the 6PSs, the 220PXs. And every, you know, people say cap's a cap, and there's just, they're so not. Mm-hmm. Um, and even all the resistors. And so you put these circuits together and you go, oh, okay, oh, you know, that sounds pretty good. Um, what if I do this? And you change a couple parts and come back. And over the course of, you know, the, the, several years, I kind of started to see the, connection between the parts and what kind of sonic qualities they had. So it was real easy if somebody went, you know, Hey, I want it a little bit dirty and, you know, I want the mid scooped. It's like, okay, I can do the math. I can figure out the filtering stages that we need to do. But then when it comes down to the final tweaks, it's like, okay, you know, I'm going to pull out these caps. Let's do this. Um, I pretty much measure old parts too. I mean, all the old parts, it might say it's like a 0.1, but once I put it up on my uh, analyzer and put some voltage on it, it ends up being like it's a 0.9 or a 0.087. And so you start kind of going like, oh, okay, I've got to tweak all these parts and I write the numbers down on them all. And like I said, it's a much more organic process that way. Uh, I've I've noticed uh, you know having you know spent time on your website of course and and you know looking it's a little at... outdated. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know one of the things that that kind of caught me off guard was I saw I saw three three models you know three different heads and three different cabinets. But then when I was like just kind of surfing around trying to hear you know different people playing them and getting an idea, I started seeing. I saw one model. It was the the uh, looks like a JM one, John Mayer one. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then I thought, well, I wonder if he's got combos. And I didn't see a combo. And then all of a sudden, I found this guy. I don't know where he is. He's he's somewhere in an Asian country, and he was in his living room. And it sounded so amazing. I was like, oh my god, that sounds so good. And he turned uh, his little iPhone, and it was. One year it was this, this, uh, the Sin one, but it was a combo. Yeah, it was a little combo. I, I mean, that was the you know the I I traded a guy for the website early on, and it got done. And being a one man shop, it's been hard for me to go like, okay, yeah, I got uh, I gotta like learn how to do web design somewhere in my spare time. Um, and I you know at first everyone's like you got to have models you got to do this you got to follow these you know standards I was like okay okay here's here's my three models and everything and then I started to realize that people were calling up and well hey I want a custom all right cool what do you, what do you want to do and you know I offer I mean if people call up and they just want a full custom chassis with custom artwork it's like okay yeah let's do it you know what kind of amp do you want and what do you want it to look like and I've built a ton of just custom chassis, like that Jam 1. I mean, there's a bunch of ones out there. Um, 
that aside from some pictures, I mean, the, the Instagram page is probably more up to date realistically with everything I've done than anything I could do on the, my website. Yeah, that, G, that, that GM1 sounded amazing. Yeah, that was a great, you know, it's yeah. funny. He was like, hey, I want a, a John Mayer amp. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, you know, I, I finally got to the point where I was like, listen, I I will build a copy of that circuit. Um, but uh, I'm going to, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. I got to make it a little bit better. Right. Um, you know, people have, over the years asked me to build just straight clones and I'm like, ah, I, I don't want to, if you want that, go over there, go, go back to them and get it. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want a Dumble clone, go find, there's several builders that are amazing. Yeah. Go get it from them. Um, I will do something in that vein, but I'm going to make it my own. Well, that's the thing that's going to set you apart from all those others because, you know, let's let's face it. There's a lot of great, you know, amp builders out there. There's there's a, really a lot of great stuff on the market. But the thing is, is that each of it is so distinct, you know, it really, yeah. it really it is. I mean, there's a huge difference between, you know, a Fush overdrive and, you know, a two-rock overdrive. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, on that same note, it's the stuff that I've been doing. I mean, I've got customers that own those amps, and they're like, uh, there's been, oh, he's just another, you know, two-rock knockoff guy. And a lot of my clients that have both amps have been, no, you couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, they might have history together, but they don't sound the same. Uh, There's different mid-ranges. There's different things going on sonically. Um Plus, it's the experience, too. I mean, I, it's you kind of sell that as well. I mean, when people call up and they get to talk to me, we get to discuss things. We get to figure out what they want. Um, it's just not a, hey, put the order in, the amp's going to get built, it's going to get shipped to a dealer, and then it's going to go to you. Yeah. Uh, not to say that there's nothing wrong with that model, um, but it's not as personal. Yeah. Um, you know, and... For me, that was kind of a choice that I wanted to make, that I wanted to keep it small volume, really custom, and, and really have that that end-of-the-day connection where whether it's two years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, these guys are going to call me up and go, hey, I've got this going on. All right, let's talk about it. What's going on with your pedal board? Um, you know, what kind of speakers are you using? Some of the time, sometimes I've got guys that just call up and they're like, "Hey, you free?" Like, sure. <laughs> that's that's really nice, so you know, because it's hard to get that. There's only a few people that really offer that kind of personal interaction like that. It's rare. It, yeah, and I mean, I was told, and I mean, even uh, you know, going back to Bill Quinard, uh, he's like, "That's going to be your market share." I mean, you are aware. I mean, the boutique market's so small of a wedge. Yeah. And like you said, there's a lot of great builders out there. I mean, I have noticed it's gotten a little thinner, I think, in the last year or two. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, quote-unquote builders. Um, I don't, you know, but I don't think there's a lot of really good builders. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that, and, and I think the probably one of the reason the market is 
smaller in comparison, you know, is because of, well, partly because of the price point. Yeah. You know, not everybody can afford a five or $10,000 amp. And, uh, you know. None of my stuff's that expensive. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was going to be, none of my, that was gonna be something I was going to ask you, you know, what is, let's say, you know, somebody just wanted to get one of your drives with a 212 cabinet. I mean, what kind of price point are they at? Um, the amps, pretty much in any wattage, the just clean amps are thirty five hundred dollars. Yeah. The overdrive amps are four thousand. And um, I like the custom stuff. The prices do go up from there because I mean, at that point, a chassis just by itself can be three or four hundred dollars, yeah. or or up. Um, as far as cabinets go, um, I kind of had made the decision early on that being that there's really no money in cabinets yeah. that I was always just going to share the cost of, like not share the cost, but pass the cost on. So yeah. whatever my cab costs for it to get built, get shipped to me, um, unloaded cause speakers are all over the place. I just pass that on to the, the customer. Yeah. So if it's just a standard two twelve, by the time it gets to my door, you know, they're $350. Yeah. That's not bad. That's actually uh, amazing. You know, that, you know, and then throw another $70, $80, whatever it's going to cost to ship it to you. That's pretty much about the cost within the United States. Yeah. Um, speakers, different ball game. Cause I mean, you could go everything from like, you know, some eminence in the legend series that are awesome speakers at 40 to 60, $70 a piece, or you can go up to a Celestion like G12 K excellent speakers, mm-hmm. much more money. Yeah. And, you know, so you could spend $100 on speakers. You can spend three, four, five hundred $500, $600 on speakers. So I kind of always, when it comes to speakers, it's kind of one of those final discussions I like to have with my clients of, you know, what have you used in the past? Um, part of the whole process with the amp, too, is, you know, the biggest question I always ask them, even as they're thinking about the build, is like, what's your objective with this thing? Because there is no one amp to, you know, rule them all. You need to, let's design this amp to accomplish, uh, you know, a set of parameters that is going to work for you musically. And the speaker system is going to need to accompany, accompany that too, you know. And are you a low volume guy? Do you like ceramics? Do you like Alnico's? Um, are you going for big clean headroom? Uh, or do you, do you want your speaker to saturate? Um, you know, I, I personally, tend to kind of go on the opposite end of the side where I, I don't necessarily like my speaker to add another tonal dimension to the system. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much as going into EV realm, which are f- fairly flat, right? but I, I do like a speaker that's higher wattage so that it's going to have less room to saturate and actually distort. Yeah. Um, but on the other hand, I mean, I've got, you know, some of like those, uh, that jam, little combo cabinet. A lot of the little 5881 combos I've put together, I, you know, I've put everything from like Gold's in there to uh, Jensen Alnico's and they sound really good. Yeah. Um, you know, Alnico's are way more musical than ceramic. They just don't have that low end hold up. Mm-hmm. So it kind of, again, comes back to that, you know, what are you trying to get out of it? What do you want? So now if somebody wanted you know, wanted one of your amps. Uh, sounds to me like they can't just go to your website and just, you know, you, like you have one in stock. You, you probably build them as as they're ordered, I'm guessing. 
Is that correct? Yeah. 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 Pretty it, much. I have. Go, oh, sorry. Go ahead. And I was going to say, you, do you have any? Uh, do you have anything in any type of? Re, do you have any in any stores? I don't. You know, I tried early on. Um, I mean, I, I got some amps into Peach Guitars in London, and I, I don't know what happened to them. I, I talked to some people in the States, and margins, plus also what I was doing was tough because, say I built just a standard 50-watt 6L6 cleaning up, and I, I, I put it out there. Somebody could go in and buy it. But then the problem is, and, and kind of something that was evolving throughout the years was, well, I want to offer that experience, too, of calling me up. Let's talk through things, you know, yeah. how bouncy, how much sponge do you want to stiff? Do you want a loose power supply? Right. So it kind of was one of those things of it doesn't really make sense to, to put stuff in retail stores when there is no, you know, quote unquote, standard model. Right. Um, I've been throwing it around. Uh, for about two years of coming up with something, just a standard thing of going, hey, here's this specific amp, this model, model X. That can go to dealers, and I can try and get that into into dealers' hands. Um, with said thing, uh, uh, agreement that this amp will go, it'll always be the same, you know, but the customer can come to me if they want something personalized, and you know, I've talked to a couple guys and they're just like, yeah, I don't know if that really works. You know, we'd want the full thing. Like, well, I can't really give you the full thing. Again, it comes down to margins. Yeah. You know, amps, you don't really think about it, but I mean, they're not the price points, even with the boutique stuff across the board, um, you know, they're not cheap to build. Yeah. And this definitely isn't a, I'm going to get rich job. even at you know a four thousand dollar head it's it's more it's definitely a a passion and it self-sustains itself that you know you build a couple amps and then all of a sudden you know you got to buy four thousand dollars worth of chassis you got to buy transformers um yeah yeah so how uh let me just say this when did you uh when did you land the relationship, or how did Matt Schofield come across your amps? Because he's a great player. You know? Well, Matt and I were I, the two rock thing. I mean, he started off with a okay. custom reverb, uh, I think of like a version two. And the relationship just evolved there. He would come in, we started building stuff. Um, we started tweaking that amp, Bill and I did. And then just decided to do the Matt Schofield model and we became uh, buddies at that period in time. And when I left Two rock, you know, he was a little disenfranchised with the, the company at that point too. You know, he ended up, I ended up building him an amp and he kind of really helped out those early, that first year. Um, you know, since uh, the guys of uh, Mac and then Eli bought the company, uh, it's like, hey, I'm going to go back to using those. I was like, cool, go do your thing. Um, but, yeah, no, I mean, he's he still has a, uh, the Sin 1 I built for him. I, it's like the first amp, second yeah. amp I built. Yeah. 
I, I was I, the reason I brought that up was I was wondering is that why you put it in your amp in at Peach? I did. He actually yeah. hit me up and said, "Hey, put this amp there." I was yeah. like, "Or hit hit those guys up." And I know the amps. I I, I sent him a combo and a head, and you know, at the time, yeah, like everything was still a little rough. I was still kind of skinning my knees on oh, how do I get all this to work. The, the circuits and the amps were great. It probably didn't look. I know it had one of the older logos on it. I sent them some logos at one point. Um. But I think, you know, that was another tough thing for them if they still have them to sell just because here's a standard model. But then I ended up getting a bunch of London guys hitting me up for custom stuff. Yeah. Um, and I built quite a few amps shortly after those amps showed up in Peach. And uh, it's like, oh, okay. You know, that was kind of one of those learning experiences of, oh, maybe the dealer thing doesn't work. Right. Not for... Not for what I'm doing. So, so how do people find out about you? I mean, honestly, I'm I'm kind of surprised. I haven't done an ounce of marketing. I keep telling myself, I'm like, oh, I probably should do something. And you know, all, all of a sudden, uh, sales will. I'll be like, oh, I've only got like one more amp to build. And then the next thing I know, like three people are calling me or sending me emails, going, hey, it's like, oh, okay. And then you know, I just. Keep, it keeps somehow self-perpetuating itself, which is great. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, the relationships I do have with the guys out there. Yeah. Um, and the more the amps are out there, I think, you know, the, the, the boutique world's a uh, little incestuous that way. That's like, oh, what do you got? Right, right. Oh, what is that thing? Yeah. Um, it's definitely slowed way down. and. Uh, since this whole COVID thing started and that's actually got me a little, I mean, just in general, the music industry right now is in a really hard spot Yeah, and it's going to be interesting how that plays out with all of this. Um, luckily I've got quite a few customers that have hit me up that I've, I've built amps for and they've already said, Hey, I'm going to have you do some projects for me. My like, God, oh, dude, that's awesome. Just, yeah. just to keep you going. Um, like, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, really cool. Yeah, yeah I, it's I, the industry is hurting really bad. I understand that. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, I talk to a lot of the guys. I mean, mm-hmm. not just people that have amps and my friends that have amps, but just friends in general that are they're doing everything they can just to go like, okay, well, how am I going to? Uh, I'm going to get paid this month. Um, it's interesting too that shift of. A lot of uh, guys are doing, you know, these online uh, Zoom musical things, and uh, there's some cool stuff coming out of it, but I I don't know how sustainable that is. Yeah, I I don't either, you you know, and I know that in in some parts of the country, they're even doing, you know, drive-in, you know, shows, you know, like a drive-in type thing. And I know Johnny A is getting ready to do one. I don't know how that's going to work out. But, uh, you know, and I talked to, I don't know if you know Randy Jacobs with the Bone Shakers. I just talked to him yesterday, and he does a lot of uh, the cruises, you know. Okay, yeah. And, you know, they've all been postponed until 2021. Yeah. You know, and that's a majority of, you know, his work, you know, because he does a lot of stuff in the contemporary jazz world and, you know, 
all that stuff's pretty much shut down. So I don't know. I've no yeah, and who I, knows? Even once it comes back, is it yeah. gonna? Are people gonna hop on a boat? Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna get on a boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't I'm think not, I I'm would. I'm not gonna get on a boat, but I'll go to I'll go to a concert. <laughs> I'd go to one tomorrow if they had one. To be honest with you, I would too. You know? I mean, at this point, it's like okay, yeah. if we're if we're all gonna get it, we're all gonna get it. Right. We might as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I would go to a concert, but that's just me. But I think there's a lot of people out there who would look at if if people are willing to, you know, gather at the beach, you know, by the hundreds or thousands, you know, I'm sure that they would, you know, go see their favorite band at the same time. Yeah, go see some music. I, I think yeah. people too, and are, are going to need that yep. uh, here pretty soon. I think we're going to hit a threshold. And... Yep. So outside of the the building of the amps, you know, somebody calls you up and they want to build an amp. Let's say you get a guy like me, and I got a head. And it's a it's a boutique head. It was built by somebody else, but I want it, I want something different out of it. Can you mod? Do you mod other amps? If I had a Fender amp or a Marshall amp or something like that? Do you... Yeah, I've actually I, I do a lot of that. Um, I mean, I, I just recently had a guy send me a, a Fender Twin Two mm-hmm. um, that he'd had forever, and he's like, "Hey, I'm just not happy with this thing." It had gone to somebody else. I don't know, maybe a, ten years ago, and they had, you know, done this quote unquote like Dumble mod on it. And he's like, oh, it just doesn't sound good." <laughs> and I ended up gutting the thing and putting a whole new circuit in it. Um, that's an extreme mod, of course. Yeah. Um, but that was really cool because it's like, oh, this is you know, it was Silver Face was built in like seventy six, seventy eight, I think. Yeah. So the out the output iron was great. I'm like, oh, I got some good skeletons here, some good bones. Um, I've also got guys that bring in, like you said, fenders. I do a lot of like local repair for guys, or if they want reverb channels different or inputs, um, I'll definitely take it on. I mean, I kind of, when I take on mods though, I always kind of like to address the amp first and go, all right, you know, if I agree to take on the mod, let's look at the amp first and figure out what it's, what it is. Is it working properly? Um, you know, what can we do within those constraints? Because I'm a little against taking old amps and destroying them to make something else. Right. Uh, there's like a fundamental just uh, nostalgic or I'm like, I don't want to mess that up. How about we take that super lead and just make it a really, really good super lead? Yeah. Um. You know, address some of the issues with it. Or if it's an old blackface amp, it's like, uh, how about we clean it up? Let's let's get rid of all the bad behavior and then see where it lands. And most of the time, guys, after we have those kind of consultations and talks, almost everybody agrees. And, you know, it's funny because then those end up turning into amp sales later on when uh, I come back or they'll go, you know what? You're totally right about that amp. That is a Vibrolux. It should stay a Vibrolux. I love it for what it is. Mm-hmm. However, I need something that's going to do this. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's build that then. Um, so what do you do in the case where you get a guy that uh, uh, contact you for an amp and they don't, they don't know um, the technical aspects like you would? You know what I mean? Like some of the questions you said that you would ask, you know, there's going to be some guys that aren't, going to know how to answer some of those questions 
And if they just say, hey, you know, I, I want it to sound like this or I want it to sound, you know, similar to this. I mean, um, I, I kind of make them do homework. Yeah. Honestly, not electrical homework, but I say if you have something in mind um, and, you know, I kind of preface everything of like, hey, let's start off like. Let's talk a little bit about signal path flow, and I try and do my best to explain what happens within an amplifier so that they can have some. Because I really feel it's important if you are going to buy a boutique amplifier yeah. and you're going to spend that kind of money, there's a couple things you really should know about how it interacts with your guitar, your pedal board, and everything else. Mm-hmm. And we kind of go to school, and we have a little school session, and sometimes it takes several phone calls. Um, a lot of the early consultation with amp builds happens over the course of weeks before I even agree to build an amp. Um, and during that time period, you know, we, we kind of have, we have some phone calls, we go over stuff. I have them go find art, find me songs that you like, find me artists you, you like, figure out the gear that they're using. And then we kind of take a look at all of that stuff. And when they come back and say, you know, I really want to sound like this guy and I can go, okay, well, like, let's look, that guy was using this, 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 and this. And we can achieve that. However, and I always like to have that, however, you're never going to sound just like him. Right. You need, yeah. I, I need you to understand that. I can build you the exact same rig to a T. Yeah. You're never going to sound like him. Yeah. I mean, you brought up Schofield. Yeah. Schofield could sound like Schofield through a PV bandit. Yeah. And... Um, once we have those discussions and everything else, you know, and I, I really try and stress my goal with building you an amp is I want you to be musical. I want you to create, I don't want the amp to be a limiting factor in your day-to-day playing. When you turn on your, your stuff, I don't want it to have, I don't want you to fight it because you, you know how it is. You get some amps and you just, you fight them. Yeah. And you're like, dude, where is the, where is what I'm trying to find in this thing? You're turning knobs, you know, some amps, they've got like three channels and you're just like, holy shit, where, where am I supposed to go with all this crap? Yeah. Um, so, you know, long winded, when that guy calls, we kind of go through all that and, uh, I really try and get them to a point where they can understand. Yeah. Um. You know, and there's been times with once all that's said and done, um, you know, they come back and they go, I don't, I, I don't, you know, I want this, this or that. And I go, I, I can't build you that. You know, I, I, what you're explaining is already out there in the market. Um, you know, if you, if you want to sound like Jack, go buy a silver tone. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, not not only that, but you know, you're trying to, you know, make a you know a name for yourself. You know, you want it to be an extension of you as as well as, you know, anything else. And uh, I think that's one yeah. of, that's one of the things that keeps people coming back. I got to be honest with you. You know, I'm a player. You know, I've been on a few labels and I've released some albums. And uh, you know, I'm just just the fact that the personal attention. 
that you know that you've explained that seems to be you know at the forefront of everything that that you are i mean that's appealing to a guy like me you know what i mean and i know there's a lot yeah. of players out there that that's appealing to they want somebody that they can that they can have a discussion with around this and somebody that you know it isn't just i'm ordering this from sweetwater and there we go yeah it shows up and you know yeah. somebody washed their hands of it <laughs> right right <laughs> Uh, you know, and it, you kind of just said it too. I mean, they're, these amps are my legacy mm-hmm. and, you know, I love every one of them and I hate it when they leave. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get done with builds and they sit in my playroom for a week as they're burning. So like once it's done and the amp's built, it goes into there and it just, it stays on. It gets, I play music through them. I warm them up. I play with them every day and, before I let them get boxed up and shipped out, I have to fall in love with them. Yeah. And, uh, cause I know once it goes out there, it's like, okay, I hope I never see it again. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's funny cause I've always offered with all the custom builds or anything that I'm doing for guys. It's like, you know, once you get the amp after we've done all this stuff is, you know, you find after a month of playing it, like, Oh, Hey, the mids or the base needs to change or can we get some more out of it? Sure, you ship it back to me. We will free. There's no charge. It's part of that whole process. We'll tweak it. Um, I've never had an amp come back. Wow. See, that's great. Yeah. I I mean, I thought early on when I was like, oh, I'll do that. You know, I'd be seeing amps because, you know, guitar player, they're so finicky. And, uh, no, so far, none have come back. And, even out in the field, I mean, these things are built like tanks. And I like, I, I think the, the week it spends in burning time and getting that 100 plus hours on it almost. Mm-hmm. If anything's going to fail, it's going to fail at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from tubes, because yeah. tubes are a, a whole different uh, ball game. Right. Now, what kind of. What kind of warranty do you have on the amp? I know you said if you know they want to tweak something, they could send it back to you. Do you do you have a set time, or is this one of those things that you know as long as you have it, I'm going to take care of it kind of thing? I've kind of if you own the amp, I'll take care of it. Even guys, I've had a couple that have been bought um, and sold, mm-hmm. and the new owners, I've just I take care of them. Those are my amps. If something goes wrong with it, just you know we'll work something out. Um, uh, so, I mean, as far as a warranty goes, it's forever, as long as I'm doing this. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, aside from, you know, if in five years something goes wrong or a set of tubes takes out an output transformer or something like that, it's like, okay, you're going to have to cover the cost of parts. Yeah. Um, but I'll take care of it. You know, as far as you get it here, I'll get the thing fixed. I'll get it working. We'll go through it. Um, you know, there's a lot of things within the circuit that are going to protect it from doing that. Um, and again, I mean, in the five years since I've been doing these, I've I've had a reverb transformer fail, and that's it. Mm. Um, not bad. No, it's not. I mean, I it's not a lot of amps, but that's probably a hundred amps, yeah. maybe a little bit more. I mean, I do about, well, before recently, I I did about two amps a month. Yeah. 
Um, well, you know what? Yeah. Uh, your your amps, like I said, they sound great. You know, uh, you seem to be extremely knowledgeable. You've had great experience. Um, that personal touch to everything, you know, really makes a, a huge difference in that. You know, I'm sure that, you know, this will just continue to to build and to grow for you, you know, as people. Yeah, it's even if I had to go get, you know, a day job, uh, this is so ingrained into what I like to do every day that I'd still be building amps. Yeah. Even if even if it was only some, you know, if it got so like oh, I just one a year, I'd be like, ah, that's that's my here's my amps. I'd probably still just build amps. My wife would probably hate it because there'd just be stacks of amplifiers in the house. <laughs> um, if there are, yeah, there already are stacks of amplifiers in the house and uh, boxes of everything else that goes with amplifiers. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, you know, I mean, uh. Maybe I'll have to. Well, I'll have to work something out. I'll get you an amp to to test drive. Yeah, we'd um, be more than happy to do a demo on our for our show on our YouTube and that. Yeah, I mean, I just recently this year launched a new amp, the Zero Point, which, um, you know, going back to you know the, the evolution of the designs is totally new. It's not like any amps that have uh, I've built before or have any relationship to them. Um, so what's the difference in, in this one? It's the way that the input, I mean, God, I hate using these generic terms of, you know, Fender, Vox, Marshall, but, you know, guitar amps, really, there's only so many ways you can build them. Mm. You know, where most, like the two rock stuff and a lot of those amps, they're Fender based. Um, you know, and the, the early Fenders, they had the cathode followers and then, uh, Fender stopped doing that and went to the, the blackface topography. Um, and that really started to delineate the, the difference in tone stacks and how the gain stages work between the two, you know, big boys. Uh, Vox is a different beast. Where most of the clean amps that I've built up to this point were mostly all Fender based in that mind. The guitar just feeds the, in, the EQ and the EQ feeds the gain stage. Um, the zero point's got a, a gain stage cathode follower um an eq another gains it's an overdrive amp um plus it's got this huge big reverb amp um built into them uh so it's kind of where like the sin drive and the, the sin one are kind of clean fender style amps and even the sin drive does mild overdrive the the zero point can get into a lot heavier rock tones, not metal, but if you think classic, good, just chunky rock, yeah, it'll it'll do that on top of just having this really really great clean. Plus, like I said, the the reverb circuits in that. Um, I just had uh, Marston actually custom wind me a uh, output transformer for one I'm building right now that is going to be my demo model. Cool. When, so, when do you plan on, you know, having, you know, that that available, at least to hear demos, you know, online for people that want to check it out? I've built a couple already. I, I built one for, I do have a, a dealer in China that picks up an amp a month um, or a couple. I built him one. I just had a local guy, the friend of mine, buy Zero Point. Um, 
and he's been playing it a lot. I've got some links on my Instagram page to what he's doing. Um, I've got one actually sitting behind me that's prepped and I was waiting for the output transformer that just came in. So once I get it done, I hope to get some pictures of it. And I like to start going back to the website. I need to address the website issue and the current models, but hopefully here pretty soon. I mean, once it's done too, like, yeah, if you're willing and uh, you offer some stuff like that, I'd be more than happy to ship you an amp uh, to, to play with for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it's available. I mean, again, it's, it's tricky. I mean, I have chassis uh, of just custom amps. Uh, so there's like three things on the website. I've actually got probably like 10 different types of chassis on hand. Um, I mean, I just did a big, uh, I have the Mark series, the MK series of amps. That's not even on the website that I've built about five of them at this point. A couple of them were big 120 watt 6550 builds. Um, I've got a couple hundred and ten watt six L six builds, and they're their own thing. They're kind of more in that steel string singer vibe. Yeah, but um, I didn't copy them. I mean, yeah. the topography's changed a lot of how I'm attacking that whole system. Mm-hmm. I've moved to to all low wattage stuff. You know, it's like I don't I don't know why. You know, I've I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of amps, man. And uh, <laughs> I, I say that like I should be in some sort of, you know, 12 step program. I know, seriously. <laughs> yeah, you know, but I, I did, I, I moved to, you know, lower wattage, you know, like the, the 20 watt plexi and the 20 watt Mesa Fillmore. And you know what I mean? I just moved. You There's know. something cool about low wattage. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the little 5881 builds I do. Yeah. I mean, God. Depending on how I, I the power supply, I mean, they're like ten watts. Yeah, see. But they just sound so good. Yeah. I mean, on the other hand, though, I mean, I've got guys that are playing in their bedrooms that have hundred watts, and it came down to you know it, it, the hundred watt wasn't for the volume; it was for the clean headroom. Yeah. Um, you know, and side by side to that little ten watt amp, there wasn't a huge dB difference once you got to a certain volume. It was just, you know, the little guy was just distorting. The power stage was distorting. It was a totally different beast where, you know, a lot of the 100-watt builds were all about just huge, big iron, just super punchy low-end and clean headroom. Yeah. And that's what the, the client wanted. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, you're so wait, you're going to be in a little studio and you want a 110-watt amp? All right, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> right, right. But you know, I yeah, here at home, I find the little twenty watt amps are kind of the sweet spot. I love them. Um, I do. You know, it's like I I can't get enough of them. I, I it's an obsession. Yeah, um, I've got one client right now. He's he's gonna he's on his second amp already, and he just hit me up. He wants me to design a. EL84 uh, amp um, with reverb and overdrive. And I was like, okay, it could be fun. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, that'd be nice. That would actually uh, be really nice. Well, that's what he's like. Ah, oh, you know, I, I've got some, some Dr. Z's and they're really, really good. 
and he's really into the Paisley thing. And I'm, I was like, oh, that's, that's great tone. That's really good. Yeah. It's like, but I want you to build it because I want reverb. He <laughs> really likes the reverb in my amps. So I'm like, okay, that's easy. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, Chad, I really appreciate you taking a few moments. It was, it's a pleasure to meet you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for inviting me. All right, so there you have it, Chad Mangrum, Sinewave Amps. Make sure you're going to their website and all their social media pages and checking out, you know, their equipment. Uh, if you're in the market for an amp and you want some personalized attention, you know you want to get what you want, you know how you want it, well, Chad's the guy you need to reach out to. Um, so, you know, watch his videos on YouTube and Instagram and things like that. He's got some really cool stuff um, out there. So that's Sinewave Amps. So make sure you're checking them out. Next week, my guest is Jose Ramirez. Now, here is a really remarkable young man from Central America that now lives in Florida. He's got a new blues album out. He's already toured Europe a couple of times. This guy is on the rise for sure. His album is charting really well. It's getting a lot of great attention. He's he's a solid player. Now, you know what? There's a lot of guys that do blues. But sometimes their blues is like mine, where it's more rock than blues. So it's not necessarily blues. But uh, for Jose, man, Jose is that guy that, you know, guitar to an amp, you know, clean tone, you know, pure as pure can be, trying to, you know, carry a torch, carry the torch for blues. And so my hat's off to Jose. He's, he's a really nice guy. Had a great conversation with him that you're going to get to hear next Wednesday at uh, 3 p.m. Central Standard Time on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, Anchor FM, and just about every other place. And then, of course, at JimmyWarrenOfficial.com on the Guitar Talk page. Uh, you can hear everything there. Now, do me a favor. Make sure you're following us on all the social media platforms. And if you, you know, find it in your heart to become a supporter of Guitar Talk, you know, you can find the links on our pages in order to support us on a one-time or a monthly basis. Uh, any kind of help would be appreciated. You know, we're like everybody else. You know, we're just trying to provide a, a really cool service and unique service that can uh, be informative for people in the guitar world. So, uh if you want to help us, you know, that would be great. You know, until then, you know, until next Wednesday, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. And you guys have an incredible and safe week.